This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. Get a clue, Steve. Shut the f*** up, Steve! I hate your voice. I hate you. I just want to do my work. Shut up! Oh my god, I don't care! We'll knock off now and take the next two days off. How's that? Because it's Friday. Friday. Yes, indeed, everyone. We have made it yet to another Friday. The eve of a three-day weekend. If you're a federal employee, a state employee, or if your company still recognizes the racist bigoted holiday called Columbus Day. For some reason, Christopher Columbus, the guy whom we all grew up thinking was some sort of hero for making a mistake in navigation and winding up in what is now the United States of America's barrier islands, the West Indies, as they were called, the Caribbean, as we call it these days. We used to celebrate, oh, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And that's how we remembered that, with that little rhyme. And now Columbus is considered the founder of racism, because if he had not made a navigational error and ended up in the West Indies, then the blacks who sold blacks into slavery in the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, the blacks who sold blacks into slavery would not have had a slave market in what would later become the 13 original colonies of these here United States of America. Now I'm saying this because I probably won't do a show on Monday since it's a three-day weekend and I've got things to do. So I'm celebrating Columbus Day today on Friday, October 6th, 2023. The United States of America is becoming a third world crap hole. Look on any major democratically controlled city street in the United States of America. You name it, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Detroit, Atlanta, Chicago, Memphis, even Nashville, a progressively somewhat conservative city. You look at New York, you look at Minneapolis, you look at any major city and including New Orleans, Houston, Dallas, Jackson, Mississippi. There are homeless citizens of our nation laying out on sidewalks, shooting up drugs through needles in their arms, crapping on the sidewalks and smearing it on the walls of buildings, urinating in the middle of the street. They don't care if children are watching. They're doing them, as they say. Most of these people have some sort of mental illness, and those mental illnesses seem to run way more rampant in these United States of America than they do, let's say, in Canada. 
in Germany, Turkey. I mean, it's disgusting. It's despicable. And instead of actually getting together and trying to do something positive to either round them up and medicate them or round them up and put them in some sort of an asylum somewhere where they can live out their days as crazy wackadoodles but still get four meals a day because you can't just give them three, still get a place to sleep at night that's not out being bitten by mosquitoes or rained on or snowed on or sunburned during the day, our nation, under Joe Biden and the Democratic political party, would much rather send your hard-earned tax dollars to cover up his ass in the war in Ukraine. Because you see, if we stop suddenly and Joe Biden came out tomorrow and said, that's it, this is a losing proposition, we're losing hundreds of billions of taxpayer dollars on a war that is being fought against a country that is 15 times larger and has 12 times the population of the Ukraine and a far superior military force. It's none of our business what's going on in Russia or in the Ukraine. And the reason, the only single solitary reason that Joe Biden continues to pour your hard-earned tax dollars into that country is because if tomorrow he says, eh -eh, we ain't doing it no more, they will come out and say, oh yeah? Then we're going to spill the beans on what really happened with your son's $80,000 a month salary to snort cocaine in the back room of the boardroom at Burisma or whatever the hell he was doing. We know he wasn't certainly committing any actual profitable, productive resource to the Burisma gas company. He had no experience in the natural gas business, the utility sector of any type. And he had no knowledge of Ukraine other than that which his father, the then Vice President of the United States, fed to him, all in exchange for his 10% cut and supposedly half of Hunter's salary, all according to the confirmed, validated, verified laptop that the cocaine addict Hunter Biden left at a repair shop and it got out. Oh, the Democrats tried for two and a half years to say the laptop was a product of Russian disinformation and it wasn't legitimate. It wasn't real. It was all made up. It was fake. Now that we all know that the media, the Justice Department and everyone put on hold any legitimate investigation into the authenticity of Hunter Biden's laptop, Joe Biden gets elected supposedly, had the actual real facts that they knew long before the election, had those facts come out, had all of this information about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's illegal, unethical, immoral, criminal business dealings with the Ukraine, with Russian oligarchs, with communist China and other nations been brought out into the open before the 2020 election, I can promise you this, the United States of America would not now be dependent upon OPEC and other nations for our fuel. We would have remained energy independent as we were during Donald Trump's tenure as president. We would certainly not have the massive border surge crisis that we have at our southern border right now, because by now, 
almost three full years into the second term of Donald Trump, the big, beautiful, safe wall would have been built at the southern border, and illegal immigrants would be forced to try and gain entry through lawful ports of entry, where they would be vetted and denied, and we wouldn't have 45 million illegal criminal law-breaking, invading, trespassing migrants in our cities right now. If Donald Trump were still president, then we wouldn't have busloads of migrants being sent to sanctuary cities like Chicago, San Francisco, and Nuevo York. If the laptop information had been properly released to the American public, properly investigated by the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Justice, then most certainly Joe Biden would not be the president right now. We would not be enduring the third full year of 41-year high, massive 17-plus percent inflation from the day Joe Biden took office until today. Our economy was doing just fine. We would certainly by now not have endured the chip shortage. And I'm not talking about potato chips, boys and girls. I'm talking about computer chips. Because you see, Joe Biden put the kibosh on every single program that was urging, encouraging, and rewarding American businesses for returning the production, manufacturing, design, engineering, transportation, and sales of much needed products here on our own soil. Joe Biden and the Democratic political party sold this nation out. They sold us out to OPEC. They sold us out to communist China. And through his connections with his buddies in the defense industry, he is selling our military might to a losing cause in a nation that we have no business being involved in. The Ukraine is not part of NATO. The Ukraine is not one of our allies. If tomorrow something strange happened and Vladimir Putin went out and opened the doors on Christmas morning and said, I've changed. Everything is better now. I'm going to cancel all aggressions. Ukraine can have all of their land back. We love you, Ukraine. We are going to welcome you back into the new Soviet Union with open arms, and you can keep your land and your autonomy. We just ask that you stop talking to the United States of America. I promise you, Volodymyr Zelensky would turn around, flip the middle finger to the United States of America, or whatever gesture they use that's the equivalent of the middle finger. They would go back and they would suckle at the teat of the new Soviet Union, and then everything criminal about the Bidens would simply come out. But it doesn't matter. We have zero chance of Vladimir Putin becoming a nice guy. He is getting just as much money from communist China to rebuild and to pay for his military machine as we are giving away to the Ukraine. Vladimir Putin is no stupid man. He's got communist China feeding him this, that, and the other, and in exchange, he's giving them some cheap Russian oil. Meanwhile, you and I have to rely on OPEC. We have to rely on other nations because Joe Biden declared war right here in the United States of America on our own domestic 
energy industry. Coal, oil, natural gas, propane, you name it, Joe Biden has destroyed it. Had the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke news media done their jobs and investigated, truly investigated, like the old 60 Minutes used to do, the allegations that Hunter Biden's laptop was indeed real, authentic, then we would have known almost a year before the 2020 election that Joe Biden and his criminal enterprise were not qualified to be the United States presidential family. Had the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke media done their job in 2019 and 2020, we would have known the truth about Hunter Biden's dealings and the 10% kickbacks to his daddy, all of the influence peddling and all of the other illegal activities being done by the Biden crime family. We would have probably ended up having a race between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, or perhaps Elizabeth Warren and Donald Trump. And it is my firm, true belief that the United States of America would not be in the mess we are in these days. And that's just my opinion. You're listening to the Truth Hurts program. I do want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you who takes the time each day to listen to the Truth Hurts program. Here we tell it like it is. We expose the lies of the left. We expose the Democratic Party double standard. We expose the media and all of their lies and misinformation designed to fool the average American person into thinking that Joe Biden and the Democratic Party have your best interest at heart. I said the average or below average, I should have added American. You, by listening to this program, pretty much tell me that you are above average Americans, and I congratulate you on your intelligence. Let me get to an article here written by Brandon Weichart in the publication 1945. Joe Biden blows through tax dollars while on vacation yet again. President Joe Biden spent decades pretending to create the image that he was a man of the people claiming to be from hard scrabble lower middle class scranton pennsylvania biden spent every election cycle he ever campaigned in regaling the dumbfounded audiences with mostly fake tales about what a meager existence he had as a poor child who worked his way up to the top and graduated with three law degrees the top of his law school class we all know those are lies because the actual factual data has come out Joe Biden graduated number 76 out of a class of 85. He graduated very near the bottom and barely got his law degree. Joe Biden wanted everyone to believe he was Scrappy Joe, the guy who was willing to stand up for the rights of the white people at a swimming pool when a group of black thugs led by a guy named Corn Pop had the audacity to come into the swimming pool area. He claims he took a big steel chain and was ready to wrap it around old Corn Pop's head. No one has ever been able to authenticate that. Joe Biden claims to have been a tractor-trailer 18-wheeler driver. The only thing he ever drove was a school bus for a couple of weeks. Joe Biden has claimed to be a lot of things, and most of them prove one thing. Joe Biden is, has been, and will be a habitual, pathological liar. Never underestimate the power of image in the way that perceptions shape voters' reality. 
While serving as a high-ranking member of the U.S. Senate, Joe Biden prided himself on being the poorest member of the Senate. He said it routinely while campaigning as Barack Hussein Obama's vice presidential running mate back in 2008. Such claims are, of course, very relative. By the time Joe Biden ran as Obama's vice presidential running mate, he and his family were worth millions of dollars. And when he left office in 2017, magically and mysteriously, his net worth exploded. By the year 2020, during his first successful presidential bid after other failed attempts, Biden was what we normal middle-class people would call filthy effing rich. It's been revealed that the source of much of Biden's family's wealth was derived from the globe-trotting so-called consulting firm that his youngest cocaine addict son, Hunter, ran for many, many years. The House of Representatives Republicans have done their duty and taken up an investigation into the matter of Hunter Biden's allegedly illicit international influence peddling operation, and I hope that they find quickly the tangible evidence that links Hunter Biden's finances directly to Joe Biden's and the rest of the Biden crime family. What I do have for you is verification that Hunter's business was doing deals with the leading figures of the Chinese Communist Party, the Ukrainian government, the Romanian government, Russia, and other nations for years. And after those deals were closed, Hunter was sending large chunks of money in the millions to family members, including supposedly 10% off the top to the big guy. We also know through emails from family members, business associates of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, he liked being referred to, Joe Biden did, as the big guy. If Republican suspicions are true, the Biden family became fabulously wealthy by leveraging Joe Biden's various positions in the federal government to earn loads and loads of cash from wealthy foreigners seeking access to and influence over Joe Biden which they got. The Biden family became successful just like every other middle-class family in America? That's a lie. Middle-class Joe has become the president, and he has spent the bulk of his administration's time on vacation, over 40%. And when he's not on vacation, Joe Biden only works a 30-hour week, making him America's first part-time president. It's no wonder he's supporting the UAW and the unions wanting a 40-hour paycheck for a 32-hour work week. It's what he's been doing since he got into office. While on vacation to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, Newcastle County in Delaware has spent over three and a quarter million dollars to provide President Biden with round-the-clock access to emergency services. Essentially, the taxpayers of Newcastle County have been footing the bills for Biden's need to vacation 40% of the time he is in office. Now, I consider myself middle class. I have a nice house, 2,400 square feet, four bedrooms, two baths, nice garage, beautifully long driveway and a huge piece of property with some storage spaces in the rear and my recreational vehicle, my boat, my golf cart, my side-by-side, -side, my motorcycles, all of my toys. I'm living very comfortably, my friends. Thank you for the ding. Biden, however, claims to be middle-class Joe, and yet his trips to the beloved Rehoboth Beach property, his vacation home, it's worth four and a half million dollars, by the way, 
have become very costly. The United States Secret Service is being paid $3 million a year just to watch that piece of property so Joe Biden can spend 40% of his presidency away from the White House, away from Washington, D.C., and on beach vacation on some of America's prime real estate. Middle-class Joe does not embody the work ethic that defines the middle class he claims to be from, nor do his bank accounts or how he and his family acquired the tens of millions of dollars that are still filling those accounts. That doesn't reflect the hardworking ethic of the American middle class that Biden claims to represent. The fact of the matter is Joe Biden is your typical political machine politician who rose to the, the top of the stink pile of the swamp by graft, by shameless influence peddling, and of course by hypocrisy, race baiting, and pandering. He's blowing through your tax dollars to fund his lavish vacations while refusing to work full-time as the president, all while the world, and especially the United States, burns around him. And his absent-mindedness may be the main reason why he still thinks, despite his tens of millions of dollars, that he is still somehow middle-class Scrappy Joe. You're listening to The Truth Hurts Program. It has been the hope, the dream, the aspiration, the desire, the wish of the Democratic political party that the mere mention of the word indictment would have gotten Donald Trump to simply drop his presidential re-election bid. It was the hopes and dreams and wishes and desires and aspirations of the Democratic political party that once Trump was indicted a second time, and then a third and a fourth and a fifth, and a couple of impeachments, that he would lose interest and go sit on his millions and retire. It was the hope and dreams and wishes and desires and aspirations of the Democratic left political party that you, the American people, would see the word indictment and run and stop supporting Donald Trump, the, by the way, most popular presidential candidate in recent history. It hasn't worked out for the Democratic political party, though. More indictments equal higher polling numbers for Donald Trump. The more he's indicted, the more he's accused falsely, the more of the witch hunts and the political sham investigations that occur against Donald Trump, the more Donald Trump's loyal, ardent supporters rush to him. It's sort of like a Jesus Christ thing, although I would never want to compare Donald Trump to Jesus Christ. But the more Christ was persecuted and simply spreading his message, the more people came to him, despite all of the opposition that those people received from the ruling parties at the time. No, Donald Trump is no Jesus Christ, but he's certainly no Satan. Whereas Joe Biden could more accurately be declared Satan than he ever could claiming to be a Christian. Now I brought up the word indictment because I wanted to tell you that the opposite effect is happening in the Democratic political party where Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey has been indicted. A new poll released on Thursday showed that over 66%, over two-thirds of Garden State Democratic Party voters disapprove of Bob Menendez, the 69-year-old who was just indicted with his wife last month on bribery charges. And only 14% of Garden State voters in New Jersey in the Democratic Party say they have a favorable opinion of him. I guess Bob Menendez wishes that he was nearly as popular as Donald Trump, as it looks like he will likely not get reelected 
And it's a good chance that the federal government is going to remove him in shiny silver handcuffs as soon as this investigation wraps up. Joe Biden is a, not only a liar, but a flippy floppy. He's a flip flopper. Remember when he said, swearingly, pounding his fist on the gavel, that not one more inch of Donald Trump's wall would be built while he is in office? Liar, liar, once again, Joe Biden's pants are ablaze. Thursday, yesterday, he says the administration has, quote, no choice, unquote, but to build more southern border wall. Remember, he, Joe Biden, called the wall of Donald Trump a waste of taxpayers' money that does not work to stop illegal immigration. Those were his words. He used executive action to cancel Donald Trump's wall. Remember? Of course, when caught in a lie, Biden and his lying machine have to come up with something. They have to come up with some excuse, some talking point, some speech to fool the dumber half of America. Biden knows the disaster at the southern border is his fault. It's his doing. He knows also that it benefits his Democratic political party to allow that red carpet to remain rolled out because it means more potential Democratic Party voters. So speaking about congressional action that was taken by the Democrat-controlled Congress during the Trump administration, Biden told reporters, money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, redirect the money. They didn't. They wouldn't. In the meantime, there was nothing under the law that they could have used the money for what is appropriated. I can't stop that. Well, we know it's a lie because while Donald Trump was the president, Joe Biden was a nobody, just a regular citizen, a Joe average. He could not get Congress to reappropriate or redirect money. He was not in Congress. He wasn't a senator at the time. He was no longer the vice president at the time. He's a liar. He sat there and lied to the reporters and not one of them called him out on that point I just made. How could you have possibly made those demands to Congress and expected them to hold any weight when you were Joe Nobody? In trying to explain the rationale for all of the things he has done amid a massive migrant surge, two straight years under Joe Biden, of the highest number of illegal immigrants ever to cross our southern border, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said, there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers. We had no choice. It was mandated by law. We requested that Congress rescind the direction. It did not do so. We must, of course, follow the law. Our policy remains as it was on day one. We are opposed to construction of the wall. Of course you're opposed to it. With a name like Alejandro Mayorkas, you want all of your cousins, the hundreds of thousands of them, first cousins, second cousins, fifth cousins, three times removed, your whole extended family. You want them to come across that border. It reminds me, though, what is needed in our nation. I'm going to play for you a piece from a movie, and I really, really love this monologue and it holds true for our border, just as it holds true for enemies of a military style who come to our country. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. 
I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. In the movie A Few Good Men, Jack Nicholson made those words as part of his monologue explaining that you need people on a wall to defend your nation. Build the damn wall. Put American troops on that wall and have them stand to post with weapons in hand and defend our nation from the massive invasion that is occurring right now. Joe Biden doesn't want that wall. He says we don't need that wall. He says, I don't give a damn what you American people think you are entitled to. I need Democratic voters. And if I roll out the welcome mat, you will not question that decision or the manner in which I make it. It is despicable, disgusting, and the man and his family and his entire political party, the leftist, progressive, liberal, woke, extreme, far left, should be held accountable. Sorry, folks. I have run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Happy Columbus Day weekend to you. And if you're one of the idiots who thinks Columbus was racist, well, I've already told you what you are. Have a great one. We'll see you next time. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. Exposing the lies of the left, the Democratic Party double standard, the corruption of the Biden crime syndicate, and telling it like it is on matters of public interest. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, The Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.